What is up, everybody? And wow, welcome back to another episode of the Sports Ethos Sixers podcast. And we got some big news last night while I was sleeping. Uh, so I'm here to do this emergency pod. James Harden, no longer a Sixer. There we go. The news we've been waiting for is officially upon us. James Harden has been traded along with PJ Tucker and Philip Petrusev to the Clippers for some picks. Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, KJ Martin, and Nicholas Batum. So let's go ahead and break this down real quick. Um, first of all, I'll give you my thoughts on the trade, and I, I, I think it's incomplete. I think that we're going to see something else happen. Um, I'm not sure what you guys have heard, but there's rumors of Zach Levine, OG Ananobi, two guys that I'd be very happy to bring to the Sixers. Um, both of those guys now, the Sixers acquiring some assets, could be possibilities. And, you know, with the Harden situation, there was really no leverage. There was, you know, where he wanted to go. They knew what they could really get for him. They couldn't even get Terrence Mann in a trade for him. So I think opening up this new opportunity, getting about seven wings on your roster, I mean, there's there has to be another trade coming. I, I really hope that Daryl Morey's not finished. Because um, when you look at this lineup, it looks good. There's depth, but... I don't think this competes in the East that well. I mean, you got the same starting lineup probably. Maybe you move, well, obviously P.J. Tucker now gone. So someone else has to step in, whether that's Oubre. But uh, my opinion should be Marcus Morris can space the floor well and you can improve your shooting off the bench. So starting lineup in my eyes looks like Maxi Melton, Tobias, Morris, and Bede. Or it can be Maxi Melton, Oubre, Tobias, Embiid. I think moving Tobias, keeping him at the three is a good idea, but now Tobias is your established third option scorer after this trade, unless the Sixers go out and acquire Zach Levine. Um, I'm a bigger fan of OG Ananobi personally for the Sixers. I think that adding more defense on this team um, would be more beneficial. I think that Maxi's a fine scoring option number two, of course, winning player of the week, averaging 30 points through the first week. Not saying that a week of basketball should determine your future, but um, I mean, we've seen what Maxi can do when he has the keys as that second option. And Tyrese Maxey, um, there's no reason to replace him right now. And I think that Zach Levine, I don't know how much that would actually improve the team. Sure, Zach Levine's a great player, an all-star caliber player. But um, I don't know what we'd have to give up for him, but I would probably rather get OG. But that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about the roster we have in front of us. So, of course, P.J. Tucker gone in this trade. I think that's honestly the biggest loss. Obviously, Harden was, was known that he was going to be gone. But I'm very surprised the Sixers moved on from Tucker. Um, I think it's a positive because, of course, the contract situation. Um, the Sixers got back out of all four players. Every single one of them is on an expiring contract. Covington, Batum, Morris, and K.J. Martin. Um, K.J. Martin is the is the player that's most intriguing to me in this trade and the most intriguing to re-sign here. Um, all the other guys kind of up there in age. Seems like they were just trying to get uh, money off their books, maybe make a big move in free agency next year. But we still have the reigning MVP. We need to compete now, so I'm interested to see what this team is going to look like. Um, but off the bench, sorry, to get back to the rotation. Um, so you got Maxi Melton, let's say Morris, Tobias Embiid, and then Oubre as your sixth man. So you didn't make any change at point guard. Pat Bev's still going to be coming off the bench there. Um, it looks like B-Ball Paul officially will be that backup center instead of a four. It seems like we have enough guys to run that four, whether we stick K.J. Martin there. You know, he can play three or four. Whether we stick Robert Covington there, he's more of a four. And then Nicholas Batum is pretty much just uh, Danny Green, who we just cut in this trade, which I don't know. Um, I don't really have that many opinions on that. Danny Green played some minutes for us in the cut first couple games, but again, he's Danny Green at this age. It's not that big of a loss, but... Um, when you look at the production from the guys that we got back, um, from Rocco and, you know, Rocco, former Sixer, glad to have him back. Um, 
I don't think he offers that much at this point in his career. He's a, you know, he can knock down some shots. He's a solid perimeter defender. Um, I don't expect to see Rocco as much more than just like a couple minutes off the bench to give you some defense and maybe some shooting. Um, same thing for Batum. He's kind of, you know, defense isn't all there, but he, he could shoot. Um, he can come in and give you buckets every once in a while. So I'm not, you know, I think you might see these guys come into the game. But as for Marcus Morris, last year averaging 11.2 points a game, shooting 36% from three at his size and his defense is not terrible. Um, that's a guy that you can play, stick in the rotation, and he can give you some valuable minutes. I think as a sixer, um, he kind of replaces that George Niang role, except he's a little bit better of an overall all-around player. I know, I'm sorry, I'm a George Niang truther, but I think that Marcus Morris just kind of fulfills this role a little bit better. Um, he's probably not quite as good of a shooter as Niang was, shooting about 40% last year for us, but... I think he's just a better all-around player, so that's kind of a nice player to have going into playoff time. We've seen Morris have some solid performances for the Clippers in the playoffs, so um, I'm not too opposed to that, but K.J. Martin is an interesting player to get back on this trade because everyone was all about Terrence Mann, but here's another really young guy that you're getting back. Averaged 12.7 and 5.5 last year for the Rockets, which, you know, the Rockets is just a mess last year, um, but he looked promising. He's super athletic, um, solid, uh, okay defender. He can shoot a little bit from the outside. Outside. I'm interested to see how the Sixers are going to use him, or if they are. That could be an asset that could go towards getting an, another decent star player, not superstar. But um, it seems like the Sixers, for the first time, have assets, and I think it's good they loaded up and they got rid of Harden. That was that was the number one thing in this trade is that Harden had to had to move at some point. Sixers clearly expended all their options, and this is what they landed on. So I can't say that I'm upset about it. Um, I don't think they got a great haul back, but I, I don't think you could have asked for it. I think James Harden pretty much put us into a position where we this was the best option. Whether you know you give him we gave him what he wanted, we, we sent him to the Clippers, which I'm a little bit surprised about after the Dame Lillard situation. But <clears throat> that's neither here nor there. So looking forward a little bit, I feel like I hope I'm going to come back on here and have some more like exciting news because when I woke up this morning. Um, and I saw the trade, there was, I was, there was a lot left to be excited about. I don't think many Sixers fans saw this trade and got really excited. A lot of veterans, a lot of kind of fillers. We got some picks, which the Sixers could definitely use. It seemed like since Daryl Morey's been here, he's been an absolute savant in the draft. I mean, getting Maxi, getting Paul Reed at 55. Um, I feel like every pick the Sixers made kind of turns into something in this Daryl Morey era, and we just haven't had enough draft picks to really experiment with that. Um, so I think that that's exciting to maybe get a pick back. Um, getting a pick from the Thunder in this trade, it's a whole other aspect of it, but the Thunder thrown in a first in a couple of years. We got some 2026 picks, some pick swaps. Um, but yeah, there's not, there's not all that much to say about this trade from the Sixers' perspective. Of course, if you look over to the Clippers' side, I'm sure they're ecstatic. They're thinking, oh, we're the favorites in the West now. You got Paul George, Kawhi, Harden, P.J. Tucker... Um, Zubots, like that's a very solid team and a very scary team, especially if James Harden is happy. We've seen a happy James Harden, and even at this age, I think that that's a threat. But I'm happy we traded him to the West. He's not in the East. It's another guy we don't have to worry about in the East, which is, which is very needed considering that there's enough superstars packed at the top of the Eastern Conference. But um, it's also interesting that the both of the rumored guys, Zach Levine and OG, would both be coming from Eastern Conference teams. I guess they're not super contending teams. But I just wonder what it, you know if they're they're willing to give these guys up to the Sixers. Um, I guess that 
they're not competing in this stacked Eastern Conference anyway. The Bulls look pretty atrocious. No Lonzo Ball, of course, so they're kind of just rocking with Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Vucevic, and some change, which not a terrible roster, but probably not going to get it done in the East this year. Um, same as the Raptors, rocking with OG, Scotty Barnes, Siakam, Pirtle. So that's a solid, you know, a solid core. But again, in the East in 2023, I think these teams might start to realize that they're better off getting some young talent, getting some picks. So Tixers can take some of these picks, maybe take Martin and flip them in a trade for, for someone that helps you win now. Because, I mean, this trade... You get a lot of old guys on expiring contracts, and you're you're giving away a player who can help you win in PJ Tucker, and of course a player that can help you win in James Harden. This kind of looks like a team um, that's trying to rebuild, but you have the MVP, so we clearly know that that's not the case. You have Tyrese Maxey, you have Tobias Harris, you have a talented roster. So the two options from this trade are a you're looking forward to next year, and you're just kind of thrown away this season as a you know. Do the best you can with what you have, which I personally don't see Daryl Morey doing, wasting the year of Joel Embiid's prime. Or the other option is that we're not done. And I really hope we're not done. But until then, our next game is on Thursday. We play the Raptors. I wonder if uh, which one of these guys will be, if, if all of them, if any of them, will, will be ready to play for us that by then. But it's always exciting to see some new faces in a new city. So for now, I'll just get excited about K.J. Martin and some draft picks, I guess. None of the other guys. I guess Robert Covington coming back to Philly is a little bit fun for, for a fan who went through the entire process, seeing one of the guys, one of the founders, honestly, of the process in Robert Covington. He was one of those long-term process guys, and now he's back, which is kind of fun. Maybe a little bit of a culture piece. Um, but as for Batum, I mean, Morris grew up in Philly. Um, I used to play in basketball tournaments, and, and they would have some Marcus and Markeith Morris um, posters and banners up because they played at the same places, and they're a big deal in Philly, but I don't think that he's going to be quite as big of a deal as he was in high school here in Philadelphia. But regardless, um, Sixers look good without James Harden so far. Um, they're 2-1. and one. They absolutely blew out. The Blazers, they played a great game against the Raptors. Um, Tyrese Maxey has looked absolutely phenomenal. So we only lost by one to the Bucks. So let's just look at the positives here. The Sixers still have a great team. They still have a contending team at the end of the day. Is it as good as the is it as good as the Celtics? No. Is it as good as the Bucks? No. Is it as good as the Heat? Probably not. Is it something to build on? Yes, of course, with the MVP, Joel Embiid, with Tobias Harris, who now goes back to being that third option. Maybe we'll see an increase in his minutes or an increase in his production. But I think Tyrese Maxey is the biggest key to this season. If Tyrese Maxey can play at an all-star level and really take the jump that everyone expects him to, I think that the Sixers are are still up there in the East as contenders and they've been there for the last couple of years. And I think, you know, they're, they're, they always are moving pieces with the Ben Simmons trade with the James Harden trade. Now with anything in between Sixers never seem to have the same, the same really core that a lot of the other championship teams have like the heat. You don't see them trading too many pieces. Of course they're involved in trade talks every year, but at the end of the day, hero Butler Bam have been together um, Giannis and Middleton have been together, but of course they go ahead and I mean if you're gonna get Damian Lillard, that's a whole other story. But of course the Warriors keep their core together. A lot of the the top teams in the league you see um, keeping their cores together. So it'd be nice if the Sixers can maybe bring in one more young talented player in a trade and just keep them together. But until then, let's just get excited about the rest of the season um, with the guys that we have. Tyrese Maxey, Eastern Conference Player of the Week. We're just gonna ride that high for a little bit, but. Just had to come on here, get a quick emergency podcast for you guys because some big news, some big changes. But 
We'll be back soon to cover the last couple of games for the Sixers. And thank you guys, as always, for listening, and keep trusting that process.